0: This is a disclaimer. Ben and I do not actually believe or support these conspiracy theories. Now, on to your regularly scheduled programming. Welcome back to Conspiracy Talk. I'm co-host Johnny.
1: I'm I'm the other co-host, Ben, with our guest, Ethan. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Glad to be here.
0: It's been just about a year. I think it's been over a year, actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, Close to it.
0: Yeah. Let's yeah, so last I, time we beat bat, batch, we beat bat squash around the bush until he was
1: dead. Yeah, we we beat it pretty bad. We should do it again. It's Turns out, there's a species, and we've come for the extinction,
0: or the extinction of our species will end, or will begin and end with bat squash. I, uh... He is the asteroid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That Squatch will single-handedly destroy us all.
0: It's just one. The, there, there isn't even more than one. It's just him, just the one. I
1: That's still like point. to imagine it's just a Sasquatch in a, in a like Batman costume. <laughs>
0: do do not speak his name.
1: <laughs> I am not right, the so... hero that the forest d- needs, but the forest, uh, the hero that this forest deserves. However that original quote was that went, I don't know. I can't sound like a smoker.
0: Mike Wazowski. I can't either. (laughs) It's bad.
1: You know what? Put that as a Batman voice now on.
0: We do not want Rose as the Batman voice. All right. So, in this episode, this episode is going to be structured a little different from the last one. I'm going to be reading directly from Missing411 North America, because... I really would prefer not to summarize a book like in the fifth grade. And after that, I will ask Ben and Ethan's opinions about the events and maybe even a couple theories as to what may have actually happened. We will find out. So our first passage comes from the Alaska section, a man named Robert O'Keefe who went missing in Uh, when is this, October 1985, from Wolf Point Glacier Bay National Park in Alaska. He was 36 years of age as of the day of his disappearance, per the Freedom of Information Act. Glacier Bay National Park is approximately 70 miles northwest of Juneau. The park sits on an extremely wild and remote area where the Pacific Ocean forms a series of small to large inlets from a wide inlet going to no, this is going north, I can't speak. From the region of Funter Bay State Marine Park. Kevin O'Keefe traveled from his home in Sacramento, California and arrived in <clears> Juneau on or near september twentieth, eventually flying onto the glacier onto the Glacier Park headquarters. He enrolled and attended a class about living in the wilds of the park. On september twenty second, he was flown by float plane into Muir Inlet just northwest of Wolf Point where he would establish his camp, he was traveling by himself. Now, um, camping in the wilds of Alaska by yourself is generally not a good idea unless you're very experienced.
1: Or less Lestrade.
0: That's fair. On October 8th, Grylls. nineteen. Man, Bear Grylls is... He is insane.
1: He could have done anything he wanted to
0: if this were like pioneer times he would be the only one to survive
1: i'm talking about bear grills or less drought okay i so growing up i didn't have discovery channel i had the science channel which had less drought which was just him literally going out in the wild with his own camera i don't know if he had a camera crew or anything but it was just he would i'm pretty sure there'd be times where he would take his own takes where he just set up his camera distance walk away from it, then walk up to it, to probably just, you know, TV show type stuff. Oh, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. On October 8th, 1985, National Park Ranger David Nemeth, I think that's how you say his name, N-E-M-E-T-H, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, and his partner were patrolling the region of Wolf Point by boat when they stopped at Kevin's campsite. Rangers found a disturbing sight. Kevin's tent was near the edge of the high tide line and this is where they also found a line of debris that appeared to be strewn by the high water mark. The ranger made special mention in his report about the tent having one pole inside that had come down. They found a sleeping bag, foam pad, and other items outside the tent, laying on the ground. Rangers knew that Kevin was supposed to be picked up on October 10th, and decided to leave his camp untouched. So at this point, he's two days away from getting picked up. They don't find him. Maybe they think, oh. He's just gone out looking for uh, some food for the day. Or maybe he's gone hiking. That that would be my first assumption as well. I wouldn't immediately assume, oh, hey, he's he's gone. He's not coming back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've gone camping a couple times, and if you can't find anybody, you don't immediately assume, like, they're missing or, you know, dead or anything. you just like, oh, they may have like gone into the woods to use the bathroom or they're looking for something or just going out and doing something else. Bird watching.
0: From reviewing National Park Service reports, which were obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, it appeared there was concern. Rangers went back to the camp the next day, but this time four rangers went. They found the camp just as it had been the previous day and and it did not appear as though anyone had used it during the night. The National Park Service did not conduct any searches, but they did call for Kevin and didn't get any response, which I feel is probably pretty common. Like if you've ever gone into the Rocky Mountains and you're hiking in the early morning in National Park, if you yell out someone's name, you're not going to hear a response because they're either too far away or they like they're in an area where they can't hear you. That's fair. On. On October 10th, Rangers again returned with additional. Resi- uh, I can't speak. On October 10th, Rangers again returned with the additional assistance of an airplane, a Cessna 206 on floats. Rangers conducted a two-hour flight over the area looking for Kevin, but they could not locate him. On October 17th, 1985, the Anchorage Daily published an article describing what the National Park Service Rangers had found at Kevin's campsite, and this is a direct quote. Aided by the search of dogs, they found his boots and hat a half-mile away, down in a gully, out of sight of the main camp. They found his food and catches, too. But they never found any sign of the 36-year-old tourist. End quote. Later, in the same article, Rangers speculated about what may have happened to Kevin. Uh, This is another quote. What happened to Kevin O'Keefe may never be known. Rangers have rejected early speculation that he was eaten by bears. End quote. The rangers stated that there were no bear attacks anywhere in the area of Kevin's camp and added, open quote, almost no wildlife of any kind. End quote. Okay, I feel like this is going to be a pretty common thing with missing 411. I've listened to a couple of podcasts, including Crime Junkie, and there's another one that I can't quite remember right now. But people going missing from their camps is apparently relatively common and like we said before we started recording they're usually near a source of water which i feel is kind of common knowledge if you're out camping oh you want to be near a source of water so you can use it as a landmark
1: yeah but i guess like also nothing to note is like also far away enough because i've heard that mainly from my dad that like if you're camping along the water and you're cooking something that may not be good because that could attract animals to your site yeah so I guess close enough to the water as landmark, but not close enough where you're out in open and stuff can easily be smelled or whatnot.
0: Yeah. A review of the National Park Service reports and itemization of Kevin's property indicated that the items were located at intervals of 60, 120, and 200 to 300 feet from his tent, and that his boots and knit hat were found in a gully. It appears that everything that Kevin needed to survive was at his camp. He had survival books and pamphlets, film, food, a toothbrush, soap, cigarettes, vitamin C, a compass, a flashlight, and other assorted items that you'd expect to find in a campsite where someone was staying for over a month. So NPS Rangers did contact Kevin's family and found that he'd planned to take a series of short hikes from his camp daily, essentially. He had not planned on any lengthy overnight treks or meeting with other people, Rangers had found Kevin's day pack and an inventory search indicating he had n- not left his camp. So, this is pretty scary.
1: Well, yeah, the dude just up and disappeared, but everything the guy was supposed to have is still there.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, th- at that point, you need to assume that something is wrong and you need to go looking. Oh, yeah. Kevin's glove liner was found several hundred yards from his main camp. His boots and knit cap were found almost half a mile away from camp and only found with the aid of search dogs. So, any chance of finding this guy? They're gonna have to use dogs, and especially if it's that remote, transporting them out not gonna be easy. I mean, so I would assume. I I would assume that especially given that it's a Cessna 206 which is a single engine aircraft I think I might be getting this one confused it's it's going to take multiple trips to get enough dogs to search a wide enough area to maybe find his remains like with one and two, or one or two dogs it's it's going to take days maybe even weeks
1: is yeah. it yeah. Let's see earlier in the uh, this part of the book did it go explain to what was the environment around his camp? I mean, yeah, around his camp.
0: Uh, Give me a moment to search. Uh, Wolf Point Glacier National Park. Okay. I can't spell glacier.
1: Because one of the things that went through my mind is what I've seen from like missing 401 stuff is that one of the areas that people will often go missing in is a rock field.
0: Um, It does look like there is a rock field, at least from the photos that I'm seeing. Um, I don't think there's any information on where his camp was specifically, but it it did mention that it is near a water source and all the photos I'm seeing are lakes and they're surrounded by mountains with uh several meadow looking things like clearing areas surrounded by I don't I don't want to say pine trees but they're definitely evergreens. Yeah. So I feel like I mean especially if you go alone in Alaska, I feel like disappearing is probably a pretty big possibility because you didn't tell anyone what where you're going, didn't tell anyone what you're going to be doing like specifically there's no one else with you it's 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 a recipe for disaster yeah it's a banana bread of the missing <laughs> yeah that was a very very poor analogy there on my part
1: that was a, <laughs> that was an interesting way to put it now i wish that the dining hall here served banana bread
0: you can make your own make banana your bread own. in a microwave. I
1: was about to say, I don't have a microwave, but then I realized there's that microwave that's my roommates, but I don't like using other people's stuff. So, yeah. There's a thing called asking permission. I agree. That is, that is true, but I, I still don't like using other people's stuff, so I'll just not. I mean, that's fair. Yeah.
0: All right, our second our second case... Is the case of Cody Sheehy, and I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. S H E E H Y, who disappeared in also in in the 1980s, April 27th, 1986, in blue in the Blue Mountains outside Walla Walla, Oregon, and he was six years old
1: when he disappeared. April 27th. I know what day that is for me. I won't say what it is since I don't want to reveal anything, so yeah.
0: You you. By not revealing it, you've made people guess, and they're going to guess correctly.
1: Yeah, you made it pretty obvious there. They won't be able to guess right. the year. <laughs> well, now you're I, not making it worse. <laughs> I
0: don't I don't know what to believe, because it looks like there's a typo in the case, because it says he went missing in 1986, but over here and down further in the passage it says on April 27th, 1968. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to do a little more research. All right. The city of Wallowa, Oregon sits at the far northeastern section of the state, 26 miles from Washington, and 20— Twenty miles from Idaho in the Blue Mountains, the city sits at an elevation of 2,948 feet, with mountain peaks on its perimeter exceeding 5,000 feet. Which I think that'd be a pretty cool place to live, honestly. Surrounded by mountains, make you feel like you're in a the Western.
1: Yeah, good like, good place to get lost in. Like always. right.
0: That's that is fair. On April 27th, 1968 or 1986, don't know yet. Cody Sheehy went on a family picnic into the Blue Mountains. Cody and his 10-year-old sister, Carrie, were playing a game in the forest called Explorers, a game the kids made up when, where each person goes in different directions. That is a bad idea. At approximately 12.30, the family could not find Cody. Marcy Sheehy, Cody's mom, was the lone adult in the group as Cody's dad was in China on business. The group searched until 2.30 and then called law enforcement. The U.S. Forest Service County Sheriff and State Police all responded. Within two hours of the call for assistance, two helicopters were in the air looking for Cody along with bloodhounds on the ground. Several equestrian teams responded and were able to cover huge distances within a short period of time. Throughout the first night, searchers stayed on the ground looking for the six-year-old boy, yelling and calling for him without any response. Searchers were challenged in their search for the boy. Almost immediately after he was reported missing, rain started to fall in the mountains and continued through the night. Searchers were told that Cody Cody was 3 feet tall, 10 inches, and weighed 40 pounds, not a large boy. Did y'all, when you were all 10, did you weigh 40 pounds? No. I certainly didn't.
1: When I was 10, I was, you know, probably like... Five, four.
0: Oh man you were a that's tall 10 year old
1: i'm a tall i'm a tall kid i'm that's six i'm almost six four.
0: Oh my that, that's that's pretty large
1: when i was 10 let's see that would have been at least into third grade part of fourth grade I, I know for a bit i used to be the tallest kid in my class and then everyone just outgrew me outgrew me after that <laughs> Yeah, me right. Yeah. Now I can't intimidate people. I'm the one getting intimidated.
0: At 7:30 a.m., Cody emerged from the wilderness by arriving at the home of Beverly Hansen, a resident on the outskirts of Wallowa. The boy asked for directions to his grandfather's ranch, and the woman start st- st- I can't speak stated it was too far away and invited the boy in and called the sheriff. And April 30th, 1986, I'm going to go with it was an 86. Article in the Beaver Times had the following to say. Uh, this is, I'm going to read a quote from the article. A six-year-old boy walked overnight at least 18 miles to safety through the wilderness of northeastern Oregon while searchers on horseback combed the rugged terrain after he got lost on a picnic, end quote. Later in the same article was the following, open quote. Cody told his mother he climbed into a tree once during the night, afraid that he was being followed by coyotes. End quote. An April an April 29th article in the Hutchinson News, hey Kansas, that no, it's still in Oregon, had additional oh. information about Cody's trip. Open quote. His mother said that the boy told her he'd hid during the night from a motorcycle and a helicopter. There was a there wasn't a helicopter out there at night. He must have been hallucinating, she said. End quote. Cody was taken to the hospital for observation and was found to be in good health considering his monstrous journey. So, we talked about this earlier, how they will come out on completely unscathed.
1: So, you're telling me that this kid, at six years old, in the middle of the night, managed to walk 18 miles while also staying in a tree because he thought he was being pursued by coyotes. And then he emerged. What, a little bit over 12 hours later?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Listen, I'm 19, and I'm a relatively fit human being. I don't think I could even travel 18 miles overnight. Well, if you were given 12 hours. Well, I did have to, uh, for ROTC, I did have to ruck with like an 80-pound backpack six miles in an hour and a half it's only meant I could but like if it's the middle of the night and I don't have a flashlight or any way to see there's no way that I'm going to go 18 miles yeah Yeah, I'd end up going in circles yeah I feel like I'd end up getting disoriented I'd say the only way to be able to figure out where you're going at night is to somehow recognize like the position of stars like find out what the north star is but as a six year old I don't think you'd be able to do that
0: Star navigation, my favorite form of travel.
1: (laughs) GPSs are irrelevant. Just use star navigation.
0: Exactly. (laughs) It's claimed that Cody walked 18 miles through the rugged Blue Mountains in just 15 hours. Okay, you have 15 hours? Go. He stated that he stopped and climbed a tree because he felt coyotes were following him. He also stated that he hid for some period of time from a helicopter and a motorcycle that were not there. It is evident that Cody didn't walk nonstop because he was hiding for some period of time. Walking that distance for a six- year old boy under any conditions is a phenomenal feat, but to do it in the blue mountains and walk all the way to a residence is an unbelievable story. See if you go ahead
1: no, that's what I mean. like see like a six year old walking eighteen miles alone is, you know, astronomical. But the Absolutely. fact that the kid also, like, hid from coyotes in a helicopter, that's that's astonishing to me. Like, this kid is either an Olympian or something else is happening.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's crazy.
0: And, like, there are so many stories. There's one that I was listening to a, a, a the other day where a kid named Bobby did something similar where he walked, I think it was... T- around it was around 20 miles and it, like not a scratch on him and he said that the the like the bear man had helped him like okay thank you for like protecting my child but you please get away <laughs> well,
1: like if I'm sorry of, like, but you so it just like i'm just imagine the parent like i'm sorry the bear what helped you like the <laughs> the what, the what? <laughs>
0: It's not like you don't you'd like do a double take and then you look back and you do a spit take. It's like, what is that?
1: You'd just be like, oh the bear man helped you, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Wait, the what?
0: <laughs> man, that's insanity. Like even for Olympians, like what is it? Like a twenty six mile bike ride takes them what, five hours? And they are in peak physical condition on a bicycle that makes things much easier
1: They're or harder depending it, yeah. on terrain.
0: Yeah. Like okay, a child did like three quarters of that in fifteen hours. I don't I don't see like teleportation maybe? I don't know. Bat squatch. Bat squatch. We've we've brought it back. We've come full circle. We have to beat it dead now. Bat Squatch, go. You see. Like a Pokemon.
1: <laughs> bat Squatch, I choose to beat you to death more. <laughs> it, you pull out a bat effective. with
0: nails in it. You do but like did the Did it mob say does. how many
1: miles the kid traveled?
0: A little bit over 18.
1: That's why I said oh, Bat Squatch. We so clearly, okay. Bat Squatch picked him up, flew him some miles and dropped him off okay hold on let me find something that's approximately 18 miles away
0: i don't think you're gonna want to like reveal your location just in case like
1: oh no i'm not i'm just okay so 20 uh, something 21 miles away right like just a little bit over 21 miles well okay never mind
0: so, like, this is
1: saying like tw- something 21 miles away would take me eight and a half hours to walk, which is okay. still ridiculous.
0: Yeah, like, so I live in south central Kansas in an undisclosed location protected by the government. No, um, so like, I go to school in Wichita, so driving between here and Wichita, 18 miles away. Is like half the distance and like walking that. I don't know. Like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Give me three days. I'll do it.
1: I think the longest hike I've ever done was like. Oh, so there's this place in Oklahoma called like Black Mesa or something don't get confused don't get confused with half life that's also the name of the facility in half life but like there's this trail that's like about it's either four miles or eight miles but like i I believe it's four because the round trip is going to be eight miles and i believe it is just we went down back yeah well like took a couple hours especially with the train because at first, start off flat, and then you got to go uphill. Or, uh, yeah, you got to go up kind of a somewhat steepish hill or something.
0: Yeah. So I went to uh where was it? Um, I'm going to get hate for saying this name wrong either way. Uh, Buena Vista. People there call it Buena Vista. Uh, I went to Buena Vista this past summer, and we decided we were going to hike up in the Isabella— I think that's what it is, isabella national forest and uh the terrain there i'm i, I would assume that it's kind of similar to uh the blue mountains in Oregon uh it's very rough the trails are they're they're well maintained but it's still a pain to get through cuz most of it is rocks and it it's hard it was it's really hard to do and we didn't even make it like halfway to the top
1: did not you guys run into a cult while you're in Vienna Vista or something?
0: No, what we did was we were in the park. We went over to a restaurant that's like kind of boat themed and. I think this was this was actually in Salida, Colorado. Where we went, but there was was this drum circle of. I don't want to say like, I'd say early to middle age women, like. 30 to 60. With bongo drums in a circle in the middle of a park, and like there is people dancing to it. it. was very weird.
1: They weren't yeah. chanting it, it was an really? interesting experience. I'd probably see yeah. that and just be like, nope, and walk away. I've seen <laughs> well, no, seen the, the music movies.
0: was pretty good. The music was pretty good, it was a highlight of the trip. All right. So, Ben our next topic is a it's it's the Skinwalker and I invoked its name, but from now on, we will be referencing it as to it as Ditto with a knife.
1: And in case if you guys don't get it, there's a Pokémon called Ditto. And since the creature, or technically if you were to look up the information about it since it's actually a person, is just, think of it as just ditto. But instead of ditto, you're like, oh, I want to transform to that. It's like, mm, I want to transform to that. But first, I need skin to skin the hide off of it and wear it.
0: All right, Ben, um, why don't you tell us a little bit
1: about that? Let me look up the article. <laughs> All right. Oh, there is. Okay, so I put two different sources, or like, cause you got the regular one, and then there's another creature similar to it called the uh, Largaro, which is like in uh, the Caribbean. If you guys want to talk about that one later, I'm good as well. But like, Uh yeah, I just read from the article since I forgot to take notes on this. Maybe like paraphrase it. Okay. Let's see. So one of the names for it is the Yi Nadlushi, or I probably butchered that. But yeah, let's see. Did you cast a spell on which man? Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. According to the article, the uh, Navajo have some of the most well-documented. Tri- well documented uh, accounts of this. It's... The Navajo are just on a different level. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: They had code talkers in the World War. I was War. just gonna
1: say the code talkers.
0: <laughs> Can't decipher the language, therefore safe.
1: Yeah. Well, wasn't that the reason why they used them is because like. No I one guess. Can understand them. <clears throat> yeah. And I guess a lot of their language has not, had not been, like, oh, I don't want to say public knowledge, but something to, like, other countries, so it hadn't been, like, that documented yet. So it's was like, hey, we can use this. It was a very difficult language to understand, and really only the Navajo people could speak it and understand it. So the Americans were like, hey, we don't understand you, but y'all understand each other. Because I guess, like, the Germans and the Axis powers started, like, listening to our messages. I mean the yeah. same we did it to them too, but like it's back and forth. Yeah, but the spying. Americans uh yeah, spying on each other, you know. But the Americans found this group of of people, you know, the Navajos, and they're like, Hey, you have a language that's very difficult to understand and it's it's a rather I don't want to say a secretive language, but like not again, not a lot of people knew about it or knew like what it was about or anything like that. So they just kinda like the radio operators would just start the conversations with like where are your navajo talkers and then the navajos would talk to each other and then uh relay messages and orders to the american soldiers so if any like german or axis uh power um people were listening to their conversations or transmissions they couldn't understand it
0: how much gossip do you think went on like through that system like they're just, like, bored, and it's like, hey, relay this message to a person in different location, and they're just like, yeah, my day's, my day's been going well, we've got shot at a couple times, bro, and that's going pretty fine.
1: I just imagine they're like, you know, where's your Navajo code talker, they, like, start talking, it's like, oh my god, you know, I hate my lieutenant, like, he smells, and you know, like, this mission's really stupid, and then, you know, they're just talking in their own language, like, this mission's stupid, I hate my lieutenant, I hate my platoon, I hate, you know, like everything like this, I'm cold, I'm hungry, like, I'm about to slaughter all these people in their sleep. What did they say? Bomb here, you know, like, <laughs> absolutely just not what they're talking about.
0: Man, I, I'm tired of carrying this radio on my back, considering having someone else do it. What are your orders? Uh, Go straight.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking of defecting and going a wall. You? Yeah, me too. What are they saying? Uh, the cheese, you know. Cheese, just something, just something completely else, y'all. It, it seemed very complex for cheese. Well, you see, in Navajo, we have very complex, complex words for cheese, so don't question it. Right? Our it's entire, like,
0: sorry, our entire speak grocery, store. Our like, entire grocery speak. store. is just a paragraph of words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for me to say how are you, it's you know like da 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 all right, back to the article. Otherwise, it's going to end off-topic. <laughs> yeah, we back. went from skinwalkers to Navajo code talkers. Hey, you mean did it with a knife. That's fair. Yeah.
0: This what is, is somewhat... at
1: the terms and conditions here? This is starting to remind me of whenever we were first talking about Batsquatch, and I wasn't able to finish for a while. <laughs> okay. Let's see... Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and read some of So, the, pra- ner- uh, the practitioners of witchery are people. Like, that's. It shows the word and then it just shows in words and brackets of what it actually means. So. Just call them witches. Okay, yeah, good point. Are people who have received supernatural power by breaking a cultural taboo. Upon initiation. <laughs> yes. Upon initiation. Upon initiation of witches a person is said to gain the power to become a nil do uh, net lushi which means with it he goes on all fours in navajo language so the original furry this uh, is def- I don't I don't think that's a furry ben <laughs> Batman Yeah is good point furry. <laughs> If we have any navajos listening I I am deeply sorry for my please teach me your language. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I'd be interested in learning parts of it, but the thing is I took Spanish and it was really difficult for me to try to understand or learn, so I I took one year of French. Oh yeah, thank good you, point. Thank you. Baguette <laughs> Baguette. Viva la Resistance. Baguette Viva
0: la Revolution.
1: We just covered the French Revolution, like history in the modern world, and the class I have here. So, all right, the, okay, so ba- yeah, back to the next sentence. This is done by a dance slash song ceremony used to curse instead of to heal. Although both men and women can. What was the beeping? Who's oh. arming a bomb? Ethan, we we know you're in the ROTC. Can you call off the military from a strike from both of <laughs> you? Not arming a bomb, guys. I'm Jeez. not sure if that's allowed. I, I wasn't thinking you're arming a bomb. What I was joking at was like, okay, since you're in the military, please call off your dudes. We don't want to get swatted.
0: <laughs> we have the escape plan for the old building.
1: Just not for here yet. Which is well, funny because we're, we're
0: in different places.
1: I am not too far from a military base.
0: You shouldn't I'm have not, said that.
1: I'm not too far either from a different base. Or so. Yeah, they are
0: not in the same place.
1: Or so that we want them to believe. Man, that ben, turns
0: out your neighbors.
1: <laughs> 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 we didn't know the whole entire time. Yeah, you walk out
0: your dorm room one day, you see Ethan to your left, you're like, I didn't know you lived here. You do like the 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 Spider Man meme where they both point at each other in the back alley with a white van.
1: <laughs> all I thought about was like the new uh Spider Man No Way Home movie. Have you all seen it? I that? still I have not seen it. But I've technically spoiled enough for it for me to not it's care if I still want to see a good movie.
0: Yeah. Let's I avoid really spoilers it. on the podcast.
1: I really enjoyed it, anyway. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. The only film, only films I can think of that I accidentally got spoiled on was uh, The Force Awakens, because I remember seeing the thumbnail for what appeared to be Han getting stabbed by Kylo. Oh yeah, spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Uh, that it's movie been was out four years. Was it four years? I thought it was like technically five. Oh wait. Or six came I'm out. Not in helping 70. your case. If yeah, Ben is old and senile. <laughs> I have, I have all I think I'm young, but it turns out I'm old. Yeah, he's ninety. He doesn't I know he was yet. young, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I forget I how old I am, word. so therefore I just revert to a young age. <laughs> it's not how age one. I have Alzheimer's. Anyway, uh, I, my Alzheimer's uh, makes me forget I have Alzheimer's, therefore I'm cured. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Ultimate Alzheimer's.
0: <laughs>
1: it I, saw, I saw this video on TikTok and it's like, I might have short-term memory loss, but at least I don't have short-term memory loss. And it was, <laughs> to, the, it was to the the sound of like, I remember when, and then the guy just stutters and keeps going like, I, I remember. I remember I re- I remember when. And the guy just stutters for like ten seconds and that's all it says. It was so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> I I saw the I saw a video with the same audio and it was like I remember when and then like as you said, but it's like for someone it's like they have a memory that pops into their head and it just it just irritates them and then like they're looking out of the window, just like annoyed. That's literally me. Yeah, same here. I just I'll be sitting there, be like, I can't believe I did that, I and mean, it was five years ago. And then you end up scolding cars as they drive by, and they're wondering why you're a senile. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my gosh! They want to throw an egg at your window. <laughs> I would advise I against. I haven't had that happen yet, but oh boy! <laughs> I've had a guy threaten to throw a a slice of cheese on my windshield.
0: That's not a threat. That's a snack.
1: <laughs> I've had a no, girl threaten to stab me with someone, a pencil at church camp when I was younger. Out, time time the world, like out them that, to, to the world. Out to the world. What I were you saying, him, Like, Is that a threat or a promise? Are you trying well, to threaten me or are you trying to, like, you know... Are we well, doing that? So I heard that like when this happened, I was in line at church camp, and I heard that there was a gap in line, and we were like getting lunch. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just get there. So I get in the gap, and there's this girl that just steps out in front of me with a pencil, and she is like, like "I'm gonna stab you with it." And I was like, "No, no, no, we don't need to do that." I went to like get my hand to lower her hand down with a pencil, and I accidentally break the pencil in the process. Dude, if John and- Wick has proved anything, a pencil can be lethal. Yeah, that is true. And then, did it? the Joker also make a pencil go up some dude's eye? Yeah. Put a pencil on the table and then, like, slam the dude's head on the table. Oh. God. God. But Dude, yeah, I also... Utensils that don't seem very lethal, like, actually are lethal. Like, I stabbed my friend in the arm with one of those plastic forks because he oh tried gosh. to take my cookie in high school. Like, he, he sat down for lunch like, freshman year and he reached over was like, this is mine. Grabbed my cookie... I proceeded to grab his wrist, slam it into the table, and stab him with my plastic fork. And I stabbed him twice, right? Like, it immediately broke the fork, but it immediately broke skin. And he started bleeding on the table. And he just looked at me and let it go. And he was like, you can have your cookie. I was like, you bet I can have my own cookie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Serial killer behavior. I'm not not a violent person, I promise.
0: Says the one who joined the army.
1: Just don't just listen. Just don't touch my cookie. That's fair. He is trained in ways for for you to regret your decision. Not yet, but I will be. Yeah, Good point. I knew a person who would bite you if you did something to them.
0: Oh, my word. No, no.
1: <laughs> Jonathan, you know who I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I do.
1: All right, yeah. Back to the article, just like we
0: classical. have, we have, we. Homs has summoned <laughs> the ancient one style. You just summoned them out of the blue. <laughs> uh, where
1: did we go? He okay, gets yeah. I get slammed into a door frame. Oh yeah. The circle Ethan, of violence continues. Ethan, do you know about the door frame story? No, I don't. All right, John, you want to explain to him?
0: I can. Okay, so freshman year in high school, our high school is a circle. It's actually a square, but anyway. um, Why do all
1: these squares make a circle?
0: I don't know, but anyway, you know
1: what this is a reference to? (laughs) Yeah, I do. All right, sorry. If you want to talk about shapes not making sense, explain why a pizza is in a circle that like you eat it as a triangle, but you put it in a square box. The geometry of food. Oh my words! Explain to me how pizza makes any sense.
0: It doesn't. But freshman year, we Ben and I were in debate together with a couple other friends, and I I have chronic migraines. Uh, it's not the best, but Ben didn't know that at the time. So I was walking around with everyone in the dark hallways, as you do when you have a migraine, Naturally. and Ben. Ben was getting kind of frustrated because I wasn't helping as much as everyone else. But that's because I had a migraine. And he he very graciously grabbed my shoulders and was like, get in here and help. And just slammed my head into a door frame by accident. <laughs> Which he will never live down.
1: And I've accepted that. <laughs> yes, as you should. Alright,
0: back to the topic. It's, it's, it's been like ten minutes of straight Navajo
1: talkers back to the skinwalker getting slammed into a door frame and violence stabbing <laughs> friends over cookies. You, you see, violence is never the answer. It's the solution. That is true. Everyone who's Solve never, for X. X equals someone. violence. Every time someone says violence is never the answer, I'd always look at them and say it was for Nagasaki. Oh my they, just God. At me. they just stare at me and they're like, did you really just bring that up? And I look at him like, am I wrong? That's, that's fair. That's bad. That's that's a checkmate right there. What are you supposed they, to do at that point? Cry. Have they of used to like that older Tom Scott video <laughs> where it's like him and another dude and the dude's like trying to solve math and he's like, oh, uh, what's the answer? And Tom Scott goes up to him puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, maybe it's violence and that just both of them shooting the piece of paper with guns. I have not seen that. It's <laughs> it's remember one of his the, older videos. Remember the music video "Shoot All Your Problems Away." Yes, yes. That was a, that <laughs> was, I take that video and or I take that like that concept in stride. Like I showed you. I showed. Okay, I gotta get back to the article. Line. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, let's see. I, I mentioned the ceremony thing. Okay. So although both women, men and women can become the uh, word for witches, men are more commonly initiated. It is generally thought that, that the only childless woman can become witches. Not every witch is a is a ditto with a knife, but every ditto with a knife is a witch.
0: Double standards, I see. Mm.
1: Every rectangle is a square, but not every square is a rectangle. All these squares make a circle. I, Ethan, do you know where that reference is from or no? Absolutely not dbz abridged
0: it's so funny
1: <laughs>
0: he just sits there and it's like all these squares make a circle
1: what's with them oh he just got done uh, doing a literal gallon of uh, lsd or was it some <laughs> other oh a gallon yes a literal gallon oh, a gallon I guess... of lsd or is like some sort of hallucinogenic substance There was a girl that was a grade below us, and I heard that she talked about how she talked to a professor, and the professor recommended at least doing LSD at least once.
0: And that's how you know they were raised in a different time. But, like,
1: apparently LSD will change, like, how your brain works, obviously, but. I
0: I read somewhere that it was, like, it was a cure for mental illness. Like, depression, suicidal thoughts, things like that. Yeah, the reason like drugs are the answer apparently. You'd never
1: think that, but like Drugs but are in the fact, answer. If you ever wanna like confuse someone when they go, What do you think you're doing? Just casually say drugs. I do it all the time. I, I do, do that, that to my, to my parents. parents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I yeah, heard Jonathan what'd you say? Walk Ethan? Walk
1: what'd you say, Ethan? Like it, for some reason focused more on Jonathan's idea, but Oh no, I said the same thing Johnny did. I would do it to my parents.
0: Yeah. And Your then, mom will just And you go, what are you doing? Drugs
1: <laughs> like, I, I found the like, video.
0: <laughs> no. <know.
1: laughs> of all these squares make a circle? No. No. It's the yeah, other one. thing, Ben. <laughs> okay. But like show it to you later, I'll play it later, but I don't need to right now. Okay, and then like there's another thing that popped up. Okay, so this is also another theory called the stoned ape theory, which was basically the idea that in order for prehistoric apes to evolve into what we now consider to be humans, they would have to take shrooms.
0: Yeah, if too. you eat vegetation long enough, you'll get you'll get the shrooms at some point.
1: Or if you yeah. eat enough apples, you'll die of cyanide poisoning. What? I never knew yeah. that. You didn't know it's that? A... No. No, apple seeds have cyanide in them. That's why you're not supposed to eat them.
0: My namesake is a serial killer. Johnny Appleseed fed people
1: apples, and they probably died <laughs> of
0: cyanide poisoning. Casually just
1: commits genocide. <laughs> oh my god. The plan is all coming together i yeah, did you my not know that if you, eat, if you eat enough apple seeds, you'll you'll literally die of cyanide poisoning?
0: Uh I'm uncomfortable now. Excuse well, I was me. uncomfortable during the last like three minutes, but like, <laughs> excuse I mean, I me while I, I go test this worse. theory out.
1: I can make. This up <laughs>
0: no. <worse. laughs> ben, you are not allowed to test the theory.
1: No that attitude.
0: It's getting pretty close to the end here, everyone.
1: Oh, wait, I need to finish the article. Hold on.
0: <laughs> okay, my computer is running out of recording space.
1: Oh, yeah yeah, break, yeah, yeah, oh. It just turns into a laughing session and we get off topic.
0: We need to yeah. start a different podcast. Specifically sp- specifically around the purpose of just being as dumb
1: as possible. <laughs> oh, I can do that. Absolutely. Uh, have... I, I feel like I've proven that a couple times. Okay, so this is called Conspiracy Talk. We should just call it the other one, like, Laugh Talk or whatnot. I don't know. But... Laugh Talk? Yeah.
0: Or just, like, something generic. We can discuss this afterwards.
1: <laughs> True. All right. Back to what... Okay, I'm going to have to go completely fast mode on how I usually do when reading. All right. <laughs> Let's see. In some stories, people have attained the highest rank are called... I don't know how to pronounce that. Also, this is on cryptids.fandom.com. Anyways uh, uh okay so which means pure e- evil this can be achieved by killing a close blood relative incest necrophilia or other culturally taboo and evil acts upon completing one or more of these acts is said to destroy their humanity and allow them to become fully initiated in the way of witchery although a diddle with a knife is most frequently seen as a coyote Wolf, Fox, eagle, or crow the, the ye now uh, you know it's the not word i'm I'm just gonna skip over that because I don't want to mispronounce it is said to have a power to assume the form of any animal they choose, a decision based on what specific abilities are needed. For example, a ditto with a knife may use a bird for expedient travel in pursuit, escape, or otherwise. Some Navajo also believe that the Ditto with a knife have the ability to steal the face of a person. Ditto with a knife that in that animal question. form from a regular animal, the Navajo believe that if you ever lock eyes with a Ditto with a knife, they can absorb themselves into your body. Alternatively, some Navajo believes that if you make eye contact with a Ditto with a knife, your body will freeze up with fear and the Ditto with a knife will use that fear to gain power and energy. Ditto, ditto with a knife, like many other. Melevant legends gain power from a victim's fear. It is said to say the name out loud will attract them to you, as if you've been marked. To say their name out loud is to invite them to your cell. Ditto with, with a knife. Oh no. <laughs> Run. Dun, nah, 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 nah. I have a very unqu- uncomfortable question to ask of y'all later. All right. Okay. What's the fifty seconds
0: until my recording space fills?
1: Oh crap. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna call it good for there. I guess the, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cover the rest of this article some other time.
0: Yeah, I really should have cleaned up my computer beforehand. All of my homework files are just like cluttering my space. Anyway, that's all for this episode of Conspiracy Talk. Until next time, Internet. It's been fun. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Later.